Day 1. It was the 12th of April, 1833, when Ralphie's family decided they were going to make the journey on the Oregon Trail to find better land and a new lifestyle. They would be going from Grand Island, Nebraska, to Salem, Oregon on their journey. Pa told me that we were going to leave in one hour. So I went to my room, packed all of my personal belongings I could find. I am nervous about leaving to go to a brand new place, but I feel safer when I think about all of my family being close to me. I decided to take a nap to make sure that I was well rested and ready to go for when Pa comes to get me. I woke. Something didn't feel right. I looked out the window to see Pa, Ma, my little sister Susan. They were already sitting in the carriage. I was already dressed, so I, gra I just grabbed my bags and tossed them into the carriage. Pa lashed the oxen and soon we were off. I couldn't believe they almost left me behind. An hour or so had passed by when I had just begun to relax. I heard a loud cracking noise. The carriage came to a sudden stop and I realized something had happened to the carriage. Pa said, everyone out of the carriage. So I hopped down from the cab and helped Susan out too. I was curious about what had made that noise and why Pa was scrum scrummaging through the supplies. So I followed him to the other side of the carriage to see what had happened. I saw that the wheel was completely split in half. He and I tried to lift the carriage so Pa could switch out the wheel. He finally got the wheel in place, so we all got back into the carriage. So, when everybody was inside, Pa whipped the oxen and we started to move. Today, we made it from Grand Island to Scotts Bluff, Nebraska. Pa told me that tomorrow, we would try to make it to Wyoming. Day 2 I was awake before everybody else because I had a hard time sleeping cramped up against everyone else in the carriage. When everybody was awake, we put on clothes and we were ready for another day on the trail. Pa whipped the oxen and the carriage began to move. He told me that he wanted to pass at least Fort Laramie. We traveled for a long while and it was about noon, lunchtime. So Pa stopped the carriage and I got my beef and crackers to eat. When I heard Ma shriek at the top of her lungs, Pa immediately sprinted over to where she was eating her rations and carried her over to the carriage. He told me to get the, get the medicine and fetch it for him because Ma had, got, had been bitten by a diamondback rattlesnake. I was really scared for Ma and I tried my best to comfort her, but we had to keep on moving according to Pa. He still wanted to reach his goal of surpassing Cheyenne. We kept on moving forward for about three more hours. Pa said it was time for dinner and we needed to water the oxen. The carriage stopped. Everyone hopped out. I took Susan to help me find a spring and give the oxen their water. I quickly came to realize something was wrong with her. She was scratching behind her legs, her back, and all over. There were large red blotches everywhere on her. In some parts, the blotches were bleeding because she was itching them so hard. I told her to forget the oxen and go to Ma immediately to get the medicine. I ran quickly behind her, and when she got to the carriage, Ma was dead. She had never gotten out of the carriage to get her supper. The venom of the snake bite has been, had been mixed into her bloodstream for, so, for too long, and she had passed away. Pa dug a grave for her on the other side of the trail from where supper was. Susan lay in the carriage, trying to care for her blotches, while I wept. I didn't even get to say goodbye. When supper was finished, I didn't want to eat. I climbed in the carriage, and all I could think about was my ma. Day 3. I woke up and thought about what a normal 13-year-old would do if their ma died. I couldn't figure it out, so I just decided to use it to strengthen myself for the journey ahead. 
plus any future situations ahead of me. Beginning the day, I gave the water to the oxen that I was diverted from yesterday at the spring. I finished watering them, and I came back to the carriage. Pa and Susan were ready to go. Pa, pa attached the oxen back to the carriage and whipped them, and we were off for another day on the trail. Today, he was hoping this would be the biggest day on the trip and wanted to make it all the way to Boise. After that, he said there would be only one more day left in the journey till we reached our destination, destination in Salem. I wonder what was going to happen when I went there and what school was going to be like. Would I have good friends? Would I be smart enough? Would the teachers even like me? I quickly shoved those thoughts out of my mind and realized that I was extremely thirsty. I should have gotten water when I watered the oxen, and now I'll have to pay the consequences. It was lunchtime. I got the same rations that I did yesterday, plus a third of moss. I literally inhaled my food so quickly I'd forgotten about not having any water. I asked Paul and Susan if they had any. They both had already drank theirs. I sat in thirst and silence in my dusty crevice of the carriage, counting and counting the seconds till we would arrive. Day 4. I sprang awake. How long had I been asleep for? I crawled to the front of the carriage to see a massive river. So many things were happening. Where were we? How long had I been asleep for? What are we going to do? I asked Paul all of my questions, and he only knew the answer to one of them. He said, we're going to float the carriage. I stared in disbelief. I had no choice but to listen to my paw, so I began taking off the wheels while Susan and Pa secured the cargo. It was getting to be around lunchtime, so we had to hurry. I felt starved, dehydrated, and dizzy. After the wheels were stored in the carriage, Pa and I pushed as hard as we could on the back of the carriage in the direction of the river. It was moving. We quickly ran and hopped onto the carriage after giving it one last big push, hoping it would find its way across the river. We slowly but surely made it to the other bank. We pulled it onto shore, reattached the wheels, and prepared rations for supper. I quickly finished my food once again, and so did the others this time as well. Pa finally had the time to explain that we were very close to Salem and we'd reach it, th reach it this very night. Meanwhile, I was still thirsty and felt like I was going to black out again, sifting in and out of my consciousness, remembering my ma and how strong she was. I used her strength to force myself awake and indoors till we reached our destination. Time seemed to pass at a snail's pace before we finally arrived after the sun had already set, and it was time for bed. This would be my last night in this stupid, cramped wagon. Day 5 I was extremely excited to be in Salem at last. I jumped out of the carriage for the last time and into the new log cabin Pa had just purchased with his remaining money. I began to think about school again, letting the thoughts seep into my head. All of the dreadful experiences I had encountered, like dehydration, my mother's death, and a snapped carriage wheel, and many others. I used these events to push myself harder and do better in school and my life in my new life in Oregon. In the end, all I wanted to really do was make my mom proud. Thank you for listening.